and welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host, Nat. And this week I've been thinking about our zest for life. When we feel engaged with everything around us and we're in a flow state and we just feel aligned. And what brings me my flow state will be different for you. And this week I've had a lot of those moments and I just felt really grateful. I've had conversations And I've met people that have lit me up. And it's a reminder of what we're here to do. It shows you a way, it gives you a path of what your purpose on this planet and in this world is. And I believe we're all here for a reason and we all have a purpose. And I love it when we get a reminder. This week, I've been reading a beautiful book called Reaching the Sun by April Green. And this is one of the passages in it, which I think fits perfectly. What are you here to do does not have to be what you do for a living. What you are here to do is to find a way of living that aligns with you, with your true nature. Something that will keep you present, something that will give you life more meaning. Something that will help you live in harmony with your soul. Finding your purpose allows you to focus on simply being in the moment, in a state of awareness, in the space of your soul, which takes the weight off your pain and allows your true self to speak without the fear of not being heard. Finding your purpose is a very magical way of transforming pain and loss into something incredibly beautiful. And I'm loving this book, I totally recommend it. Now this week, I have spoken to Erica from the Golding blog. And let me just tell you, Erica was one of life's reminders that you need to be in flow state and speak to the right people. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I enjoyed having it with her. Have a lovely, lovely week. Take care. Hello and welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host, Nat. Now today we've got a really special guest. We've got Erica, who is from the Gold Inc. blog. Now, Erica is someone with feet that are grounded in community and hands that reach to turn upside the things that she deems require examining. Ooh, she has a deep belief that life is a funny thing. Not because it's happening, warrants laughter, but rather because their roots are always worthy of our attention. Because of this, she's particularly loud about racial justice, feminism, perhaps because she exists in the intersection of those identities. Through her blog, Golding, she is hoping to challenge thinking, expand awareness, and widen the angle of view by writing as an avenue for social change. Erica, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for this introduction. I'm super excited to be here today. Oh, me too. Um, I'm, I'm like fangirling, so I don't even know where to start. So I <laughs> read your blog, especially your latest one um, about womanhood, and yes. it resonated so much with me because, so you on the first part of your blog, you talk about a Glennon Doyle quote. Um, yes. Which, now, why I find this amazing is, I read that quote as well in her new book, and it really resonated with me. And I wrote a blog about womanhood and martyrdom, and I thought, isn't it amazing? Oh, wow. yeah. Isn't it amazing how we're both women, we're on different continents, obviously you're proudly created in Africa, as you say. Yes. Different continents, women with different experiences, yet that the sentence and I'll read it out because I think it's really important resonated with both of us really deeply so exactly across continents exactly and just how experience kind of transcends but how womanhood is kind of unique within us as well so the quote for those who 
but you really should go and read the blog. But the quote is, <laughs> we live as if those who love the most should disappear the most. Um, what mm. was it? What was it about that quote that resonated with you, Erica? Well, that. First of all, I'm so happy that that quote resonated with you um, mm. because it definitely deeply resonated with me. Um, I think a little bit as you were able to read through um, the introduction, I'm someone who really um, looks deeply into things as a way to question them uh, and maybe bring to the table um, better ways of doing things, right? So this yeah. idea of like examining and really reflecting on how things are and finding ways that they, that they could be better is super important to me. And specifically when it comes to feminism, I think that there are a lot of experiences and processes and all that kind of stuff that, uh, that apply to women yeah. that sometimes we have so internalized that we mm. forget to even look at a little bit deeper, right? Yes. And to me, it's important to take on that role when I feel like others haven't. Um, and specifically, I wrote this article because I was thinking deeply about all the ways that women um, are stuck in cycles that that like don't do justice to our own identities, right? Like oh, and self sacrifice. Yes, yeah. self sacrifice is a specific one that I that I um, that I unearthed to talk about in this article, right? Because mm. we spend so much time. And there's another quote in the article, right, that says, "Let me find um, the specific sentence." Yes, it says, "From a young age, we nurture girls' caring side, teaching mm. them that to love is their ultimate purpose, and then we ask of them that their love be at the service of others." Right? Yes. And I thought that that really summed up this idea of self-sacrifice because mm. it's true, right? Like, you must give it all is like, yes, you give it all out, and we mm -hmm. ask, we ask girls from the young age, and then that turns into women that emulate that behavior, right? So you mm. take all that, you take yourself, uh, and you take your life purpose, and you devote it to others, and then like. Like at the end, I wrap the I wrap up the article saying that we turn back and we've lived lives that like don't even do justice to ourselves, right? Like we haven't even been able to find our own true purpose because we've been taught and we we're stuck in this deep conditioning to care for others. And I just, I don't think that, that that is fair. I think there's a lot of injustice embedded in that. And I think it's deeply connected to a lot of other, um, uh, other like discriminatory practices that happen to women. Um, so I thought that that definitely was something that needed to be spoken about. And like I talk in the article, it's interesting because we often, sometimes what, what's, what I'm happy about is that lately we've been able to unearth that concept of self-sacrifice to motherhood. Because it yeah. is true that like, like we all know that woman that has like left everything behind to be mother, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't even think of parenting as a two-side coin, like as a two, <laughs> like as a partnership. It's like the mother cares, right? Mm -hmm. So like, maybe that's a concept that we're able to we're able to understand and grasp because it is so far out. But yeah. I'm like, isn't it like if we think about it very closely, like don't we know? this self-sacrifice to be at the very center of the female experience but we see yes. in more experiences and in more happenings than just motherhood um so i thought that was something that really needed to be talked about and um that is why i wrote this latest article <laughs> i love it and you mentioned there how you wrapped it up and i wrote it down because i thought it was so important and you say is it not ironic that our survival is dependent on their lives never truly beginning in terms yes. of womanhood and i thought wow and it's not surprising then, is it? And I don't know if what your experience has been that we find as women it's so difficult to look after ourselves. The mm. idea that 
we must look after ourselves to be able to then support others. But I think we find that concept really difficult. Yes. 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 Because it's almost we're, like you say, conditioned to believe that we shouldn't in yes. some way. Because exactly. we always have this ultimate supply to, to give to others. And it's so... um I don't know. It's just so bizarre, isn't it? Like when you actually have this conversation and like deconstruct it, it's so bizarre that that would be the case. And yet we expect, so I think our expectations of men are very different. Yes, exactly. And I think that's important that you bring that up because it's so like grounded into the female experience, this idea. Like I feel like we live in the world, right, in the 21st century where we're trying to do things differently. And it's interesting that doing things differently for like, in terms of womanhood means teaching women to love themselves, right? Because that's mm-hmm. something that they haven't even been conditioned to do, right? And it, yeah. it, it, even you will, talk, you will see women talk about this idea that they feel selfish for, for pouring into their own cup. Like they spent life Mm -hmm. pouring into other people's cups and when it comes to doing it that same behavior that they do up for others when it comes to doing that for yourself like then you feel selfish when you should have been the person that you started with in the first place you should have been the person that you centered at every step of the way and and into your your lifelong journey so so it's important you bring that up and you're right these these um expectations are skewed when we talked about men right so Mm -hmm. so yeah i think these are important conversations to be having for sure and I, I think, um, so I've got two daughters and a son. Mm. So I've got, I've, I've got kind of um, a spectrum of so, and I think it's really interesting, isn't it? How, how we take those lessons and pass them down. And I yes. felt, uh, so mine are all kind of teenagers now. So I'm really seeing them develop into their own people and finding their own pl- part in the world very, very truly. Mm. And I, I just think there's a real duty on me yes have those conversations if I don't like does this this kind of um stereotype has got to stop with me so almost have have I got the power within my own home within my Mm. own parenting to change these concepts it's really hard though within a big system of in a big society where it tells you no you you know this you're pigeonholed you're this gender or you might identify as this gender so we're Mm. going to pigeonhole you in this way Yes, yeah, exactly. And I think that's something really important that you bring up is this idea of like, like um, so we're girls, we have this conditioning that we carry on into womanhood. And yeah. as women, should we choose to, we have children, right? And mm-hmm. then having children with our partners um, in a, the unequal world that we live in means that it falls right back on us to yes. decide to make those decisions for the next generation or not. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is done to us as little girls. And then when we grow up, we are the ones who carry the burden of like being intentional and yeah. the responsibility of yeah. passing that on or not doing that. So at average, like at every end of the stick, it falls we back on women. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and maybe that would be a, a next topic for next article because there I think go. Like it, just, go, it starts <laughs> and it ends with women. And everyone in, be- everyone in between, you have so many discriminatory practices that put us down at every step of the way. So it's like, when are we ever supposed to get back up? Uh, and don't get me wrong, women do it all the time. But I just yeah. don't think that it's that the hurdles that we encounter are fair to have in the first place. Uh, but yeah, something here that you bring up, and I think sometimes like what's, what's sad to see is that 
sometimes as women when we've lived lives that have internalized our own um discrimination that means that we go on to motherhood passing down the same things we learned that have hurt us mm. to our daughters to our sons and we create the same generation that we've lived through um so it, it's sort of being really it, intentional exactly yeah. Exactly, because without, without that intentionality, you end up basically repeating the same cycle. Um, and that's really sad to see. So that's why I think like it's really got to start with us currently. And this yeah. idea of breaking down all the internalization that we've lived through, you know? I do. And I, funnily enough, I was having a conversation about this this morning. Um, we were talking about how stereotypes, and this person was saying, stereotypes mm. start around the age of three for mm. boys, for young boys and, you know, young girls. And, however we identify they start at the age of three mm. and I think even as parents and as women and as mothers the whatever we do within that situation I think it's very difficult to change what we're doing how, how do you think we can bring about this is a big question <laughs> how do you think we can bring a, about that kind of change from those stereotypes how can we move away from them is there anything we can do like on our day-to-day is it, is it that intentionality within our, what we can control yeah I think so I really think it goes back to, to this idea of um like doing the work to develop a mindset that helps us be critical about everything around us. Mm, And when I say everything, I mean like literally all the little stuff, right? And if I can give you a specific example of that. So I have a partner, right? Mm -hmm. And as someone who's um, deeply feminist and then also maybe deeply um, like um, critical, um, it, it, I will analyze every single thing that we do together, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, from the, um, like, will he let me carry the bags with him when we go grocery shopping? Um, versus, like, am I always the one, um, I don't know, cleaning around the house, picking up around the house? And I will be mm-hmm. intentional about making sure yeah. that the re- repartition, uh, that, like, like that, that there's a, a proportional amount of things being done between him and I. All the mm-hmm. time, I will be like, um, okay, so who did the dishes last? Um, who's cooking last? Who's the, and, you know, like, and it's not, I feel like it's a habit I'm helping him build for the help of our couple and for the help of mm. who I am as a woman, right? Yeah. Um, and it, just making sure that the... the the um the dis- the equality the, is there. The equality is there in all the chores, all the things that we're picking up, things that we're doing daily, right? So, like as a woman, we need to be walking through life not only with our chins up, uh, but also with our heads. Um, and our values held up high at every single point so that we are critical about all the ways that other people are treating us and the ways um, that we are standing up for ourselves and everything, right? Because the second we forget to stand up for ourselves, it's not like the world always has our back. So that means that in all of our lives, in our relationships with our friendships, um, in um, our relationships with our partners, in the ways that we um, we parent our children, uh, we have to be intentional about every single set of way that we talk to them. Like, I often talk about this idea of, like, it's one thing to, you know, like, one day... Um, might be a mother and to raise a daughter right and be, teach her that intentionality too but in some ways like isn't it even more difficult to to 
to teach your son, right? Like yes. that son is going to grow up someday, interact mm. with I don't know how many women in his entire life, right? And yep. these are things I need to teach, teach him from the young age to emulate mm. at every single step of the, uh, of the way. So maybe that's even a harder task um, yeah. to, to pass on, uh, but it's just as important, right? So, yeah, because our equality is, is mm. both sides of the responsibility, exactly. both sides of the male, female. We've both exactly. got that part of, of the responsibility within us. And if we just as women... Because we're good at taking responsibility, aren't we? Exactly. If we, if we decide, you know, we're gonna, we're the ones we're gonna be intentional. We're gonna change things. We're gonna do all this, which is amazing, and we've done a wonderful things as women. But if we don't allow men to step up as well, yes, how how are we gonna get to a point where we where we've got you know got what we want in terms of examining these concepts and changing con, con changing those exactly um it's it, it, it's interesting because i was telling you about this idea that like we are the, at the beginning at the end of the stick um but it's not a burden we should have to carry at every no. single step of the way so the more we are able to ourselves practice that mindset then mm-hmm. pass it on to whoever um to whoever our partners are so that they do the work to pass it on to their own children as well yeah. um whoever we encounter then we create a cycle where this is something that is passed on inherently and at the end of uh, at the end at the end of the journey hopefully this is our on us only to carry um and that's really what the, what the hope looks like so i think that's why it needs to start with a, a big mindset shift shift which i know is not easy but it's going to be necessary Oof, i think we've i'm loving this conversation already and <laughs> um, i always ask a question um about people who come on to this podcast so has there been anything particularly for you ever has happened in your life or maybe it could be an event or maybe something you've read, obviously we're talking mm-hmm. about the blog, that has changed your perspective and changed the way that maybe you show up in the world and in your own life? Yeah, um, this one is definitely deeply personal to um, my own journey. Um, but um, when I was, and this is the, the bigger picture lesson, I think, from this is this idea that um, finding or our true purpose in life is the best way for us. It's going to be the, 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 the avenue that we're going to best show up for this world. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I remember that as a student um, at university, I, um, I went into a study university as a nursing major. Um, and then, you know, life happens. My person, <laughs> my, my, yeah, my curriculum I was changed around. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up taking, moving up a sociology class way earlier than I thought. I took it during my second year instead of like taking during my third or fourth year. Um, and then that sociology class really opened my eyes to this idea that I went into nursing with the goal to be a pediatric nurse practitioner. So I really wanted to work with children and to have the independence as a woman to open my own clinic. But doing that sociology class, what I realized is that like, I went to nursing because I wanted to care for other people, but Mm -hmm. ultimately the way that I wanted to care for other people wasn't necessarily the medical field exactly wasn't in that way. And within weeks, I changed to a major of political science because I was like, I want to care for for people by advocating for them, not necessarily for like, um, not necessarily to healthcare, right? So I think... Again, maybe this goes back to this idea of like aligning ourselves with like our true purpose um, and that this enables us to reach the place um, and experiences and the platforms where we have the most impact. Um, So that's definitely an event that I think about is this idea of like really aligning and recentering what I cared about and how that could show up in what I chose to do every single day. 
that's that is is amazing isn't it because we've we've all got the thing that we want to do so in yours yours was helping and caring in some way it's amazing how our lives take these twists and turns and we get to our kind of like you say true calling it just takes a little direction switch sometimes but our core what we want to do is still the same yes exactly exactly amazing erica i've loved um having you on this podcast so much as a final question, we, um, what do every woman need to know? What do we need to know as ladies? I feel like something that um, we really need to center ourselves um, and know is this idea that liberation is within our reach. Like for each mm-hmm. and every one of us, liberation is within our reach. And reaching for that not only brings about justice for our identities and for our history um but it also lets us live out um a better life for ourselves and the people that come after us so yes definitely that passing down the crown erica yes exactly <laughs> Amazing. where can people find out more about you and your blog because it is sensational it's such an insightful read of course. Um, so the blog is called Golding, like you talked about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can find us at um, at Golding underscore blog on Instagram and on all social media platforms. And then our website is um, Golding. Um, and then the, what is the little, it's not a slash, it's the little button in the middle. Oh, it's yeah, right, I know, like the underscore, yeah. Yes, 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 underscore blog.com. Um, so that's where they can find us. Wonderful. I will put, um, I will link in Erica's blog um, on these show notes as well. Erica, I absolutely loved hearing all about, like, isn't it amazing, like, how having, how writing can bring us all together, like we said about that quote and how just, we resonate with things and we take our story from those things so yeah writing is amazing yes thank you so much for having me thank on today you. i've loved collaborating with you erica have a lovely day and so to all the listeners thanks everyone bye thank bye. you bye.